Right, so last week we learned Periklamid in Tanya, which was the second solution for a person who can't motivate themselves to get into davening, learning, to get their emotions going. So he said that one of the eights that Chazal give is Havesh Valruach Bifnei Kala Adam, to be exceedingly humble before every person, which is a Mishnah in Perkyavos chapter 4, Mishnah 10. And the way he said that was with a different Mishnah in Perkyavos, which was the Mishnah in Perkyavos chapter 2, Mishnah 4, that says, Al Todenes Chavercha Chetigilim Kemer. Do not judge anybody until you have arrived in their place. And he went through very, very careful, deliberate uh, explorations, talking about how we can never know what anybody else's situation in life is, and that, therefore, judging them is completely unfair, because if we were in their situation, in fact, we would probably do worse. Now, I'd like to show you what some of the other Talmidi Balshem say about these two Mishnas and how it sheds light on what we're learning here. So let's start with the Prichayim. Prichayim is the same author as the Eirach Lachayim, or Bavrom Chaim from the city of Zlachiv, was originally the son-in-law of the Hafla, divorced the Hafla's daughter, and married the daughter of the Mavasid Tzedek, um, he has Haskamas on his Svarim from, you know, incredible Haskamas. The Baditchevarov, the Kajnitsa Magid, the Chaz of Lublin, the Apterov, Rabbi uh, the Yishuz Yankiv, the Bermayim Chaim, and so on and so on. It's crazy. I don't believe there's another safer out from that generation that has that coverage of, wide coverage of Haskamas. So he says as follows Look on Dav Kuf Chavches. This is in. Perkei Avis, Chapter 2, Mishnah 4. U'b'shem ha'bal Shem Tov. See that on the right-hand column. In the name of the Bal Shem Tov, you have to remember he was a disciple of the great Magid, who in turn was a disciple of the Bal Shem Tov. So this is very close here. We're getting this pretty, you know, second-hand. Shemati Pirish In the name of the Bal Shem Tov, I heard an explanation. Sheikh he asked, Hale Omr Chazal, Shala Osid, that in the time to come, Yarkiv Chiger Alasuma, that the Chazal uh, say that Hashem takes, there's a muscle of a blind man and a cripple, and neither one of them are able to steal until they make a partnership, and the um, blind man puts the cripple on his shoulder, and he's able to direct him where to go. And that's how they carry off their crime. Well, when they get caught, the uh, shaiter, the policeman, the punisher, takes them both, puts them back on top of one another, and then, you know, beats them both up in that position. So, Chazal say there, in Gemara Sanhedrin, that there too, Haneshama Bahaguf, the Rebbe is going to take together the body and the soul. V'yudayin Biachad, he's going to judge the two of them together. Why? You can't judge the neshama itself because it is a portion of godliness. And clearly, without the body, it never would have sinned. And you can't judge the body itself because it's an inanimate object without the soul. If that's the case, asks the Baal Shem Tov, how can a person ever be judged in this world? 
It's an unfair judgment. You can't judge him. After all, the neshama itself goes upstairs at night. And the body is lies there in the bed. How can we ever have punishment when a person is alive? Betiritz answers the Balshama Kodesh. Really, the person is never punished. This rather is like the story of the prophet Nosan, who was the prophet during David Amalek's days. So Nosan went to David and told him a story. And he told him, And this poor man only had one sheep, and somebody stole the sheep, and David Amalek got very angry. And said to him, what do you mean? If that's the case, the person should be killed. He said to him, with your harsh judgment, you should know you are that person. That's what you did. Says the Baal Shem, When heaven wants to judge a person for a wrongdoing, Unbelievable words. Says Vashemta, when heaven wants to call a person's attention, to draw his attention, and to judge him for this, what they do is they orchestrate that the person should see this Avera, this action, in other people, but with a different twist. It's not going to be totally conspicuous. It'll be clothed in a little bit different terms. And this person becomes indignant about the other person's wrongdoing. And the person will make the horrible mistake of uttering. This person deserves woe. And we, we utter the ultimate punishment for that other person. Says the Baal Shem Tov. And with that, that the person speaks and judges someone else, with that decree, with that ruling, he is judged himself. Because in truth, what's really happening is the person is judging himself without intention. Therefore, Chazal warned us in this Mishnah, Be very careful to judge everybody favorably. Because by judging somebody else for the merit, the person is not going to issue a decree upon himself. And the person will not be judged harshly in his lifetime. This is the meaning of the Mishnah. It says the now the Balshemta. Don't judge your friend. You must know this. Look at how he interprets this Mishnah. It's incredible. Understand very well 
that nobody is showing you anybody else's sins because you need to see that person's sins for their benefit. The only reason you're seeing it is because The only reason you're seeing it is because it's all about you. Is that the case with all sins that we observe? That's what he's saying. Is it like the whole world's a mirror? This, it, well, it's interesting because that vart is a, is a similar vart, right? The, the whole mirror concept. But here he's putting it into very sharp terms vis-a-vis this issue of judgment. Don't judge him. You know why? Because it's about you. <laughs> You're judging yourself. Because you've done this. You are being shown that person's deeds so that you will judge him. The way you judge him, that's what's going to happen to you. Therefore, see to it that you judge him favorably. And so too will you be judged favorably. Now, fast forward to the other Prechaim, because he takes this same Yesoid and now presses it further. So go to chapter 3, Mishnah 1, where Akavya ben Mahalal says there, the famous Mishnah, look at three things and you won't come to sin. Know where, from whence you came and where you're going and where you're going to give a din v'cheshben. Where you're going to give a judgment, din v'cheshben. An accounting and a judgment. So take a look at the page Kuf Samach Beis. Left hand column. Why does a Kavya Ben Mahal say, and behold, focus on before whom you're going to give? An accounting and a din. We're not giving the din, we're getting the din. Good, an accounting I'm going to have to give. But I'm not going to give a din. I'm going to have to give accounting for my sins. Says the Prichayim, it's only afterwards that I will be given the din. But I'm not giving the din. In addition, why does he first put the din before the cheshbon? If anything, first you give the cheshbon, you give the accounting, and then you get the din. Says the Prichayim, based upon what we wrote in chapter 2. In this world, no person is judged from above. What they do instead is they show you what somebody else did in some different fashion. It's never identical to what you did. And we go ahead and judge other people. And with the judgment that we judge somebody else, we get clobbered. Ayn Sham. That's why the Mishnah says, Din, We're giving the din to ourselves even in this world before we ever get there. Because as he said earlier, Din is carried out in this world only in such cases where we went ahead and judged others. 
Vachashbin, as far as the calendar goes, that takes place in the world to come. So, in addition to what the Baltanya wrote here about how unreasonable and ridiculous it is for us to assume that we have the ability to judge anybody else, we are also insanely stupid by doing so because we are creating our own din. He says, Einish. No, no, he's saying, saying. Tadanis Chaveri Taka means even in, you know, even in your mind. Meaning, when it says you should judge people favorably, it means even when you process in your mind that you should process it favorably. What if you see something and thought pops in your head and you're like, Good, then you got to catch it. We all, you know, we all should be catching our, our thoughts. And it's the only way we're prosecuted for our actions if we judge others according to those actions? Or? The only way we're prosecuted for them. Din in this world. That's what he's saying. Einish in this world will only be if we... Mm-hmm. What page do you have there for the Revidas of? Or did I cut it off? Is it just one page? Yeah. Ish al Digla. Now, the Ravida Zav is an interesting safer. He is a disciple of the Rapshitzerov. His name was Rabisol Doivber Galanter. He was Rov in Stuff Stuff Chat. In Yashnitza. So there's a lot of stuff that he brings from his Rebbe from the Naftali Tzvi of Rapshitz. So he says as follows, and this is about how ridiculous it is to try to judge, to try to judge anybody else. Each person on his, according to his flag, they should camp. Right with the signs of their fa- family thing. Nearly ha'ani bederach remes. It occurs to me. Right, there are, there are two types of tzaddikim in the world. You have a tzaddik who was born to tzaddikim. You know the easy guys. Those guys get off easy. They don't have to work very hard. To torture their bodies with fasts and rolling in the snow and putting live leeches and spending time with their mothers in law. And they don't have to break themselves in davening. They're able to move from one madrega to another seamlessly. Easy. Huh? That's right. But then you have the second category of tzaddik. He doesn't have the chazaka of his forefathers to rely upon. That type of tzaddik cannot come to perfection in his service. 
Rak al yidei shviras gufa. He has to break himself. Betoiru tvilos gufim etani. He's got to do all kinds of difficulties and tortures and contortions to get himself into it. Because not only does he have himself to take care of, but he's got to break up the portion that he received from his father and mother. The only way for him to get where he wants to get is by skipping the stairs and going a, be- a major flight from one story to the next. Like we find in Egypt. What does it say by Egypt? That night, they went a complete flip from 49 levels of Toma to 49 levels of Kedusha, and then Hashem brought them back, and they had to climb on their own during Svira to the 49 levels of Kedusha. Rashi says it's a Lashon of Dilig, it's skipping. It wasn't Dargibosadargi, it wasn't a gradual. Step after step, growth. Now, like I heard in the name of the great Rameh Primishlan, unbelievable Gemara. It's really troubling, torturing Gemara. Now, Rebbe Shimon is a Tana. Right? He spent all these years with his father in the Mairi. He's one of the holiest of the holiest, right? So the Gemara says, He met a guy. says to the guy, How ugly is this person? So the ugly guy said to Shasani, You got problems? Go to the craftsman who made me. So what's going on? Everybody asks, like, what was with Rebbe Shimon apologized afterwards, and then they came into a city, and a whole group of people came out to greet them. And Rebbe Shimon, uh, he said to them, who are you coming to greet? And they said, he's a great rabbi. He said, uh, that he ain't no great rabbi. And they said, please forgive him. Right? And he, for, he forgave him. Said, but what was Rebbe Shimon thinking? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a nasty person. So how do you learn Pshat? So Rebbe Mishlan explained the Gemara, O Pirish, was a contemporary of the There was a guy who was mamish a chosedechad. He was a a, a, a a elevated, sublime guy. During davening, the guy would make all kinds of crazy motions. Somersaults, movements. You guys have all seen this guy. Everybody's seen this guy, right? He was a kid. And he would laugh at this guy. Each time this guy would make these crazy movements... Remotchemikremnitz would would laugh or he would mock him. Actually, he chislachosid. He got very angry. So the chosid went and complained to Remachlis Lachiver about his son's conduct. The kara lebnoi. So Remachlis called his son. Why are you laughing at this guy's avoda? 
And he said to him, Ramadka said to his father, I think it's disrespectful to make these crazy motions in front of the king of kings. He shouldn't be making such funny faces and, and hand motions and foot motions in front of the king of kings. Oz Amalei Aviv. So Remechel's Lachavah said to him, Bini al-titamel z'achosid. Do not wonder about this person. Ki b'loit nuois rag b'shuvah v'nachas. Because without his movements, rather in a calm, collected way, ain yochad lihispalel rag b'shiyash l'schus aviv. The only people that can dive in calmly and smoothly are people who come in with the merit of their father. And that person was, came in with a clean body, with a clean gashmias from his ancestors. But a person who doesn't have the merit of his ancestors it requires tremendous work in order to break his physical crass physical qualities he says this is exactly what was going on with this story when Rebeloza said how is this person how ugly is this person what he was saying was, saw this person making all kinds of minokis during davening. So he said, how ugly is this person? What are you standing in front of the kingly kings? What are you making faces for? What are you making motions for? What are you doing all this shtick? So the person said to Rebeloza, Go to my parents. What do you want from me? Go to the craftsman who made me. It's not my fault. I don't have that chazaka. Therefore, it takes so much more effort. Says the Rividazov with this introduction from Remechelis Lachva, how he explained the Gemara there with Rebelazar. Now we understand this Pasuk. Ish Nikr Tzadik. An Ish is a Tzadik. of Noach Ish Tzadik. Al Digloi. By his Degel. Digloi Loshin Diluk. He says that's a language of skipping. Yifayi Chazal referred to it as Dilug, Not Degel, which means a flag, but Dilug from skipping. A person you see is doing a lot of shtick. That person is able to skip if he puts in a tremendous amount of work. But but for a person who comes from a lineage, those people are smooth. Those people are able to ease their way in. In a very calm way. And understand this. 
So what's he saying here? He's saying here that not only can we not judge, because we have no idea what kind of body any person is ever given. There's an incredible verse from one of the Talmud of Hashem. Pasuk in last week's Sedra. Ish imay v'aviv tiro. Person should fear his father and mother. Pasuk includes ani Hashem. So one of the Talmud of Hashem said, there are three partners in every human being. Father, and mother, and Hashem. So he says, the only thing that we got to worry about perfecting is the chilek, is the portion that we got from our father and mother. The portion that we got from Hashem is perfect. That doesn't need any fixing. It says, The only thing you got to be afraid of is what you got from your father and your mother. As far as Ani Hashem, my portion, the part that I contributed, that's perfect. So what the Ravid Azov is pointing to here is that not only can't we judge people for the wrong that they're doing, because as the Balatanya told us here in Perak Lamed, we have no idea what somebody's nature is. They can be wildly passionate and have to battle all kinds of demons that we can't even begin to imagine. They could be crazily lith- lethargic and be battling a, the kind of, of lethargy that we have no concept of. Whatever it might be, we just can't judge anybody. Comes to the and says, not only can't you judge them about their Averis, you can't even judge them about their Aveda. Because you have no idea what they're trying to, what, 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 they're, what they got to hack away to be able to even get through Baruch Shamar or Ashrei. So, the bottom line is, is that as the Baltani was pointing to here, as we get up to Davin, and we want to be able to Davin, to learn to do anything with the correct attitude, the uh, Havish, um, what was the language? The Havish, that a person's got to be humble before every person, because we have no clue what is going on in anybody's lives. We just have no idea what other people are battling with. And as a, as a result, we cannot get into the game of judging. And, and in fact, we need to look at any other person as if they are indeed greater than them ourselves, not because we imagine it to be that way, but because it is that way. Because based upon what they're struggling with, they are indeed greater.